Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test Good morning, City Point. I have watched you from afar for quite a while. When your congregation was a part of our seminary's Young Adult Initiative, um, our eyes were on you as your pastor uh, completed his degree. Our eyes were on you. And even more importantly than that, God's eyes have been on you and have called you beloved. So thanks be to God for this opportunity to share with you today. I thank your pastor for the generous invitation and for elevating me to be a dope lady. I didn't know I was a dope lady. Uh, Particularly as an elder among the, your series, I, uh, I may have to go get a t-shirt so that my, my twins who are uh, 31 will know that their mom is a dope lady. <laughs> they don't tend to think so, so I may need a t-shirt. Listen, I won't take too much time uh, with you, but I want to uh, offer to you for your consideration and for your prayer, Psalm 126. Psalm 126, and I'll read it to you from the New Revised Standard Version. Psalm 126, and it reads, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the water courses in the Negeb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping bearing the seeds for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. And for a tag to this sermon, I would call it, Don't Stop Dreaming. Don't Stop Dreaming. Let us pray. God of wonder and God of mystery, you who loved us and call us into being, you who know us by name, we thank you for your presence with us and for this word. We believe that you've already prepared the place, prepared the people, and prepared the word. Now let us together hear what the Spirit is saying. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Chicago native 
Chance the Rapper begins his uh, selection, Blessings We Prize, from his 2016 Grammy Award-winning coloring book with these words. I speak a promised land, soil as soft as mama's hands, running water standing still, endless fields of daffodils and chamomile, rice under black beans walked into apple with cracked screens, and told prophetic stories of freedom, found warmth in a queen for when I got cold like Nat King. I'm doing I speak of wondrous, unfamiliar lessons from childhood, make you remember how to smile good. This song and throughout this tape, Chance engages his imagination to nostalgically recall memories of a time, a time when life was good, in many ways better, a time when growing up in Chicago as a black boy child, yes, came with headaches, but also came with joy. It is his capacity to remember and recall that fuels his dreams of possibilities for the future. When you listen to his mixtape, you hear how he is summoning us to forward-facing, a type of Afro-futuring of promised lands and prophetic stories of freedom because he has had these past experiences on 79th Street, in the Apple stores, in his neighborhood, experiences of joy and hope that allow him and to invite others to dream. Not from this kind of warm, fuzzy, idealistic, and happy ever after space, but from a space firmly rooted in reality. He is able to continue dreaming because, as I mentioned, is simply don't stop. Somebody say that with me. Don't stop dreaming. One of our ancestors, black feminists, wrote that the killing off of imagination serves as a way to repress and gain people within the limit Without the ability to imagine, people remain stuck. A place of power and possibility. She writes, imagine, end quote. Because of this relationship between imagination and dreaming, I think it's also fair to say without the ability and the willingness to dream, people become stuck. Unable to move in a place of power and possibility. What cannot dream, cannot dream, cannot come into being. I think these words of hooks and this come into a take on flesh, rather, um, Psalm 126. Many church folk, I heard somebody, uh, churchy folk, 
are familiar with the last two verses of one, Psalm 126 about sowing in tears and reaping in joy. Church girl from back in the day, way back farther in the day than you all are, most of you. I knew how to sing the hymn, bringing in the sheaves, bringing in the sheaves. We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. And I didn't even know what. But there's more to this psalm than just bringing in the sheaves. I don't want us to go to sleep on the beginning of Psalm 126. The second part of that first verse just fascinates me. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. A lot of time imagining what, what could be, imagining other places and other people, and we're often chastised for it because it, I was told there were other things that needed to be done, like cleaning up my room or, or taking care of my homework. And so to find this kind of biblical affirmation about dreams has been a blessing to me. We were like those who dream. In this first part of Psalm 126, what we're reading, uh, what we're hearing is like a, a before like a pre and post situation can be seen at least verse through three can be seen as a testimony uh, an affirmation a of God people dreaming that there was a before situation and that before situation was when of Israel had been taken away from their home and to exile in Babylon. Before then, the community had had their fortunes reversed and before they were brought back to Zion, the text implies that they dreamed, that their mouth was filled with laughter and their tongue with shouts of joy. God's goodness. God or the Lord has done great things for us. But while going through the community stopped dreaming. They stopped laughing. They abandoned their rejoicing and they halted their praise of God. One songwriter songwriter sings, don't wait you can shout now. But the truth, I'm going to be honest with you, the truth is that that shouting going to have to wait. Because the reality of whatever it is we're going through so overshadows, so, it's so deflating, it's so disheartening that it feels like just getting up every day is a victory. Am I by myself? All right. Outsiders looked at this community of faith and they kind of uh, uh, mocked them. Kind of, where is your God now? Surely your God abandoned you. 
the psalmist writes, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I imagine everybody wondered, and maybe even someone here has wondered before, how can a good God allow such devastation of God's people? Somebody may have even said under their breath, us to talk about for many of them what reason that they have to keep on drinking what reason that they have to keep on laughing and rejoicing when the life as they knew it had been turned upside down beloved you and I don't need to go all the way back to the Bible we don't even need to go all the way back to history in this country to be able to identify something that is similar to the exile of the people of Israel. We know devastation in 2022. Can anybody say COVID-19? Student loans, high interest rates, racial violence. Does anybody in here know what it's like to have a dream deferred and denied? Has ever lost something to you and it was taken away what about living through this time now where the victories of social justice and equity movements all under attack and the American dream seems more like a nightmare this idea of graduating first of all getting to college and then getting through college graduating and having, getting a lucrative job, purchasing a home, starting a family, it all seems like wishful thinking. Oh, kind of what the community was feeling. But before that, but before that, these people were able to dream. And so what the text implies is this before time, and the other side. The CT says, if God has done something, then you ought to give God praise for it, right? So here they are saying, talking about the other side. Like those who dream. Don't lose your dream. It's so easy to get stuck in your exile experiences. In the second part of Psalm 126, the writer moves from testimony to prayer. The writer seems to have kind of an attitude now that because I have seen God do it before, I can make a demand on God now to do it again. Because I've seen God restore fortunes. The text really means like turn that whole thing around. I've seen God do it before. Now my ex is that God will do it again because community has moved from pre to post they've come to the other side they are unashamedly and unapologetic and the prayer in this text is not one of those uh, we used to call them prayers where you just, you just kind of drive by and you say something oh thank you Lord but this prayer is making a huge demand on God 
to not only to survive, it is a prayer that God would again bring them to a place where they survive and they're able to dream and they have laughter. How many times do you hear about the, in the Bible of, of God wanting us to have laughter? And here in this text, God, uh, the people want God to bring back the laughter. Bring back the joy. I don't know if you've ever been a place in a place where you couldn't laugh. Nothing, there was no joy. There was nothing that seemed to, to, to bring a smile to your face because so much was going on. But the writer says, God, restore the fortunes of your people like the water like the streams, let it flow, let it flow again. It is as though they are asking God to come into the dry places of our lives and flood our lives with an abundance of God's spirit, an abundance of God's joy. There is a reality in this text that sometimes the people of God have to cry that we have tears. You don't get to make it through this thing called life without having to cry sometimes. Am I by myself or do I have a witness? But the prayer is, the prayer is God use the tears to produce a harvest. Use the tears to uh, uh, not only bring us through but produce joy and transform our mourning into and give us the ability to dream again about new possibilities. Stuff to happen. So uh, uh, I used to serve a church as a church member who would often say, yeah, God had to hit me over the head with a two by four. I was like, I don't know who your God is, but God hit me over the head about anything. It's definitely not a two by four. God wants us to come back to the place where we can dream again. I don't know who this message is for, but I know somebody in here needs to start dreaming again, needs to start laughing again. Because the first thing to disappear when you go through, go through things, your spirit is being attacked and you are feeling crushed is the capacity and the willingness to dream, to hope, to laugh, to praise, to rejoice. And once we start going down that path, the next step is to become immersed in despair, and anxiety, and cynicism. The writer of Proverbs 29 and 18 puts it this way, where there is no the people perish. Another version says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. I feel like we're living in that moment right now because there is no dreaming. God's dreams, because there is no dreaming, because there is, people are starting, we're just casting out all restraints. A few days ago, a five-year-old died who'd gotten shot 
of a church to serve. There's no restraint. The people have cast off restraint. They're not trusting God to believe, to call things that are not as though they were. Now this message, and I'm almost done, to stop dreaming, dreaming may sound counterintuitive, particularly within the context in which we are living, when all hell seems to be breaking loose. Who can afford to dream and to laugh and to have joy when people are dying, when the people we turn to for help have become the people who shoot us and kill us, when the MAGA world that once congregated in the shadows now only in the light? Who has time to laugh? Who has time to dream? Who has time to rejoice when the water crisis in Flint that seemed like history is now a presidency in Jackson, Mississippi. Now is the time, uh, uh, folk will say, for planning and strategizing, for marching and mobilizing, for protecting and preparing. And to that I say yes and. I just stopped by to tell you that this is also the very time we need to dream. The novelist, the novelist Tony, Pulitzer Prize winning novelist Tony Morrison wrote, this is precisely the time, and she talks about artists, when the creatives go to work. There is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. We speak, we write, we do language, and I would add, and we dream. This is how civilizations heal. Now is the time when the world needs those of us who call God, 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 and Jesus our Savior to make time to dream beyond. Begin dreaming about a world that can be. This is the very time for those of you in this room who have dreams and visions on your spirit and you're wondering, happen? can it ever happen? It hasn't happened yet. The doors are closing. The interest rates are too high. Uh, I'm too, I've been on this journey too long, whatever. Now is the very time the world needs you to keep on dreaming. If you stop dreaming, if you stop rejoicing, if you stop laughing, now is the time when the world needs to see that somebody still has a dream. A musical group called The Many has written a song entitled Those Who Dream. In, their, in the song, their chorus of the song, they write, it's time to dream fierce dreams like Mary did. It's time to dream dreams like Joseph did, and it's time to dream new dreams like Jesus did. Who dream change everything. Those who dream change everything. Today, beloved, I call on you to reclaim your divine gift and be able to dream.
reclaim your gift to dream, to hear from God, and be moving toward visions of what is possible with God. It is time to keep investing in those dreams that God has birthed in you, and you know what they are. Those are the things let go of. You keep coming back. You let it go and it keeps coming back. Those seeds that God of something that God wants you to do. Not just for you, but for the healing of the world. It's time to dream goat dreams. Great all time dreams. Like Serena that she would be She was. And they called him a lot of things except the child of God, right? It's time for us to dream entrepreneurial dreams. Like Mosiah Bridges, who at the age of nine started a bow tie company called Mo's Bows. I don't know heard of him before. A nine year to dream creative dreams, like Amanda Gordon, who became the youngest. Her dream of writing poetry led her to become the youngest inaugural poet in this country. It's a dream your pastor, Demetrius Davis, who with a team of eight people decided, dared I to plant what you on your website call a young, innovative church in who does dreams like these usually emerge at times that seem impossible it be god could give us dreams when we have enough money when we have a courage when uh, doors are open all over but generally dreams and possibilities arise that seem possible. These are the God-sized bring back your laughter. Some of us are just going. Some of you go to work and then you come home and then you Get ready for the next day. You're surviving. You're existing. I came by to tell you that God wants more for you than that. God was calling us to dream again. And my friends, we need to see. There are things that you see I don't see. There are visions you've been given to implement, but that we need. We need whatever God has deposited in your spirit. Because those who dream can change everything. Those who dream change everything. Beloved, my prayer for you is don't stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. Thanks be to God. Amen and Ashe.